0: so uh like look i left the tag hanging like this is (laughs) i just i'm so professional all right well welcome back to in the car with presented by everett chevrolet Today we are in the car with Douglas Lacasio. Did I say that right? Lacasio. Lacasio. Okay, I was talking about that.
1: Casio. Casio stereo system, and just put "love" before it.
0: Uh, Lacasio. That's the easiest
1: way I found to explain to people.
0: Okay, because we were in the office, and I and I realized that I typed up all these show notes, and I missed the C. Ah, yeah. The second C after the S, and I was like, oh, I spelled this guy's name completely wrong. (laughs) So, Douglas, if you didn't know, uh, he is the GM of the Hickory Crawdads which is our local uh, minor league baseball team. He joined the Crawdads in 2010 as an interim ticket manager and has worked his way through the organization. Uh, And along with being a GM of the Crawdads, you're heavily involved with the Catawba County Chamber Chamber of Commerce, serve on the Hickory Metro Sports Commission, uh, the Catawba County Partnership for Children, and Hickory Young Young Professionals. That is a mouthful.
1: It is, yeah, and also Women's Resource Center um, I'm on their board, uh, executive board, and uh, the Lake Hickory Rotary Club. That's awesome. Well, we're gonna get to
0: your involvement in the community later, but Douglas, welcome to the car. We're glad to have you in. Today we're in a GMC uh, Sierra Elevation Series here, 1500, so a great truck, Uh, but we're gonna talk about that in a minute. But what inspired you? To
1: pursue a career in baseball, you know, for the long, obviously, grew up around sports. Uh, grew up down in Florida, born and raised uh, Tampa, Florida. Just had a strong passion for sports. Uh, was an a- was an athlete growing up. Uh, North Carolina, I-, I was a collegiate wrestler. Uh, went to school at Campbell University, and had from a very young age had an envisionment to be a sports. Uh, Agent and wanted to be an agent for uh, professional athletes um, and got to college, heard that law school was needed and all that, and that definitely wasn't for me. Uh, So I quickly realized hey, okay, but um, always have been told if you enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. So when thinking of a career path and things like that, I was like, you know, sports is where I want to be, but I also love numbers, I love the business sense and so a lot of it was found out in internships honestly uh, and so just going through the path of different internships interned with the tampa bay buccaneers and that was really cool real enjoyable um, got to experience a super bowl that we hosted in tampa as okay, part of that. I, say, I don't want to date you but were yeah, you there? Like, I, was, I was there when we hosted the super bowl uh, so it was the two thousand and eight season uh... so the two thousand I can't remember how nfl technically calls it so technically january or february of 2009 so that super bowl uh, then went back and because of my internship i actually graduated a half semester late Uh, so i had to do so being in north carolina i was like all right well let me do another internship and so i did one with a wooden bat league team in wilmington north carolina the wilmington sharks and that's where i fell in love with They're not minor league, but the minor league baseball concept Mm. and the aspect of, you know, yes, we're baseball, but we are the front office. We are sheer entertainment, and we are what goes on everything besides the field and it was an amazing experience there there's only two full-time employees there was five of us interns we hosted the wooden bat league all-star game the coast plain league all-star game that year we're voted organization of the year and i just became in love with the concept of minor league baseball Uh, fast forward and and graduated in december looking for a job and stumbled actually my boss in wilmington uh, and my boss My former boss here in Hickory, uh, they were at a conference together and just talking about different opportunities because it's like, all right, you're graduating in December. What's next? And there's not a ton. And so you take that leap of faith. And I did an internship. And that's kind of how that connection started. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Um, And so internships are important for students out there that might be paying attention
1: to this podcast, you know, like. A hundred percent, 150 percent, whatever you want to give a number to. Absolutely. Because you think you know what's involved, but until you're actually there and doing the day-to-day, you really don't know. Like, I could have still went in the path of sports agency, but if I would have never... if. If that was the path I took and didn't do an internship, I wouldn't know until you get into it. So Mm -hmm. then you start it, and then it's like, oh, wow. it's not. We've had interns here with us before in Hickory that have quit, or we've parted ways is the better way to do it, not necessarily quit, a week in because they did not realize the grind that went into minor league sports and Mm -hmm. the the demand. And Mm -hmm. so you don't know, and so you get... First-hand knowledge and so especially minor league because you see every department like there's not a single hat that someone in our office does not wear you see the promotions you see the sales you see the marketing you're a part of it all and it just gives you that experience
0: yeah so what kind of what kind of internships i mean i know when the conversation wasn't necessarily going so but now you brought it up and we're talking about what like If a student out there is watching this, what kind of internships do y'all at the Crawdads offer?
1: So at the Crawdads, we have two levels of internships. One is our assistant program. Uh, We hire a full season. Uh, Basically, they start typically February, March and go throughout the season with us, and that's in our uh, marketing and promotions department. Uh, So that's a full-time intern, we call it. Uh, The other is our summer internship. And so what our summer internship is, that's kind of that multi-tool faceted, where it's kids that are still in college. You don't have to get college credit. You can just, they're paid internships. Obviously, you're not making a ton. You're making minimum wage most of the time, but you're getting that hands-on experience. You're seeing all the different departments. So we bring in typically, four of those summer interns that let them see kind of what the organization's like and to get that hands-on experience. Awesome. And so you started as one of those interns. So back when I started, I feel old by saying it that way, but back when I started in 2010, it was our organization was set up completely different. There was only five of 5 full-time staff members, and then each department had its own intern. And so there was a ticket intern, a marketing intern, a promotions intern, a group sales intern, and every department had their own intern. So I started as the ticket operations intern. Um, there was supposed to be a box office manager, and I was fortunate enough, or however you wanna look at it, my first day was March 1st, 2010. I walked into my uh, former Mark Seaman. He's with the Hickory Parks and Rec Department. He'd be another great one for this Mm -hmm. kind of segment that you're doing. But um, walked into his office day one, first time ever meeting him in person, and he says, "Hey Douglas, nice to meet you. Got good news or bad news? However you want to take it. The person that was supposed to be uh, over you uh, resigned over the weekend. So the job's yours to lose. Good luck." (laughs) And talk about deer in a headlight. Look, and then you're like. Uh, what? Like, here I am expecting to learn and there's no better time to learn than that. I mean, and so then they take me down to the ticket office and they're like, here you go. This is March 1st. We're opening first week of April and don't know this ticket system, never been the head person. I'm just like, how the heck am I going to figure this out? But I was like, my brother, my older brother told it to me best. He's like, hey, there's no better opportunity than now. You prove your worth. You get, guarantee yourself a job. Yeah. And so I kind of took it head on and was like, okay, I'm going to learn everything I can. I'm going to ask questions because that's the biggest thing some people in that situation do. They don't ask the question. Mm-hmm. And so I, was, I wasn't afraid where I wasn't going to know the answer, and that was okay. So I would ask the questions. I'd rely on it, but I'd try things. I got things opening day was a friday and i'll never forget it opening day that year and we had it was roughly about a 500 person pre-sale we finished with a 3,500 person crowd and so do the math 3,000 person walk up on my first night ever running a ticket office by myself and there was a line from ticket office up until the upper grass lot and i'm like Mark kept coming in and saying, do you need anything? And I didn't know what to say because I'm running a window. And also, I'm like, no, I got this. I I just need more hands. I I (laughs) didn't didn't even want to say that because I didn't want to be like, oh, I can't handle this. So it was like, oh, I got to show you I can handle this. And so it was simply like, oh, no, we got it. And we survived uh we got through it and after just learned and i tell you that was one of the best things about that whole season it was ultimately trying different things and just learning from mistakes mm-hmm. and that's something i tell my staff currently and it's just simply like listen we're gonna make mistakes it's not gonna be perfect night in and night out well when my frustration is gonna come and my upsetness is gonna come is when we make repetitive mistakes let's learn from this makes let's take challenges like us take risks but let's learn from the mistakes
0: and so you kind of worked your way up through the organization would you mind kind of just sharing a sure. little bit about of that story kind of how that happened so to say yeah
1: so you know obviously got through that season Uh, Finished up the season, was offered a full-time job, Um, so became, uh, the interim title kind of got dropped, became director of ticket operations. Uh, And then was in that role until 2024, uh, or no, uh, 2014. And so from then, transitioned to more, we were hosting the All-Star Game, Uh, we were doing facility renovations, that was our first major facility renovations since the stadium was built. Um, So was doing those. So we actually had our front office moved four different times within one year. Like we went from our existing office down to the clubhouse, down to a trailer, down to three satellite offices, and then back to our permanent office. So it was pretty crazy of a year. Uh, Obviously being a small staff, corporate sales is a pretty big emphasis. And so we all do corporate sales. So picked up corporate sales over that course of the time, One of our, uh, our director of radio broadcasting and media relations, he left that off season um, in in February or March. And so it was kind of like, hey, you can take on some more corporate sales and let's hire someone to run the box office. You be over them. So it gave kind of more responsibilities and opportunities. Um, Was in that role um, and just gradually added more and then was over just corporate. So director of corporate sales, and then transitioned to 2019 in January. I was promoted to um, assistant GM. And then fast forward to May of 2019, uh, Mark w- got an opportunity with the city of Hickory and, and kind of transitioned to that. And so the Rangers trusted me uh, with the opportunity and uh, just transitioned to the GM. So I've been GM since uh, June 1st of uh, 2019. So the, for, for- for non-baseball fans, who
0: might be paying attention, the Rangers—they are a major league baseball team, yep. right? So they play in Texas. They do. We are here in Hickory. Correct. So how, how does how does that work? Like,
1: kind of give us a little mini overview and window into what the minor league system is. Sure. So there, there—it's called a farm system. Uh, a, a typical farm system—you got your major league team, and then they've got a feeder system. So it, there's a, there's low A. High A, Double A, and Triple A. And so there's four levels below the Major League team. Where our unique situation, our Major League team actually owns us. They own and operate us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they own and operate us, and then our sister team, which is the Low A affiliate of the Rangers in Kinston, North Carolina, the Downeast Wood Ducks. So if you're a player, a lot of time now, there's other levels below it. There's, like, it's called – Dominican League and Arizona League like and so those are kind of if you get drafted you go to those right away uh, but then your first full season of baseball is typically in Kinston. So then you go from Kinston to here to Hickory. From Hickory, you get promoted to A, which is uh, the Round Rock, or Frisco, the Rough Riders in Frisco, Texas. And then AAA is Round Rock Express in Round Rock, uh, Texas. And then eventually you, you make it to the bigs. Um, you know we've had, we've had 212 players that have played in Hickory. In the 30 years, so this will be our 31st year of baseball in Hickory. And so of the 30 years, we've had a, a 212 players make it to the big leagues wow. at one point or another. That's
0: awesome. That's impressive. Um, and, you know, what's so cool about, like, I think baseball, uh, Major League Baseball doing that, is it's not like pro football, where pro football, there's just one team in a city. And even to an extent, NBA. I know they have the G League and the development mm-hmm. league and stuff like that. But, you know, it's kind of like, okay, the Charlotte Hornets, that's that's all there is. The Carolina Panthers, that's all there is. Whereas baseball almost becomes this, I mean, national sport in the sense of, yeah, you can cheer for the big cities, but there's all these small, small towns, so to say. Not that Hickory is like a small town, but like there's these small town teams sure. that like you can go and see them play on a Thursday night or Friday night and it's a great experience and as you said some of these guys they're going to make it to the
1: big leagues yep oh yeah i mean and it's neat because it's very community focused and yeah. a lot of these kids and that and you asked earlier what drew me to baseball or minor league baseball and it's honestly it's the community focus because a lot of these kids they don't you can bring I could bring our starting center fielder and Conrad to an appearance. And these kids, even if that center fielder was a top five prospect of the Rangers, the kids are going to go to Conrad over the player because Conrad is that symbol and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But in the same sense, they're going to enjoy meeting that player. How many of these kids have future aspirations that they want to be a big league player when they grow up? And it's just cool because they can say, hey – I knew them when. And that guy speaking, and that's what I tell our players when they come every year, being like, you don't realize just how much of an impact you have on our youth and how much that you can make or break it. If you don't stop and sign that autograph, I understand you might have just struck out. But to the kid, they have no idea. But they're watching. There's got – my son, he's 10 years old. My son had – modeled a catcher on our team from last year he would watch every single at bat he mimicked his batting stance so he took his batting stance and turned it into that player's batting stance and just learned and watched everything that that player did so that the players sometimes don't realize just what a role model they are Um, you know to say I knew them when and that's what's cool like you know to talk about the 212 or whatever that number is continuing to grow to it's cool to say hey I was a part of their life when because a lot of their times this is their first time being on their own Mm -hmm. um some of these guys have never opened a bank account. They've never had to live in an apartment. So a lot of these things are first for them as well. And so that's what's cool. Not only are they developing on the field, but they're developing in as people. And we get to be kind of an outlet and a source for that development. And it's a pretty cool experience. That's awesome, yeah. I mean, I kind of have a story
0: about that. So I, I'm, I'm recently new to Hickory. Um, and so we, I, I met my wife in Birmingham and at that time, uh, playing with the Birmingham Barons was Marcus Simeon mm-hmm. and Trace Thompson. Uh, who Marcus Simeon is he? Third baseman, second he,
1: baseman for the Rangers. Marcus now? Simeon's the second baseman for the Rangers. Yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, and so it's really cool to be like, man, like I, I mean, he had an All Star year a couple years ago. I think he was in MVP ballot. It was really cool to say. I, I remember watching him play in Birmingham. You know, so you talk about those successful players. Um, how do you feel like uh, how do you feel like their success reflect on the Hickory Crawdads as an organization?
1: I mean, where I take pride honestly is their is their community involvement. Yeah, um their that. on the field success is one thing like you've got a guy, like some that doesn't even like pitchers a lot of times people are like, "Well, why Why can't they strike that guy out? Why would you throw a change up there? Well, they might be throwing a change up there because that's the exact pitch that they're working on. And the pitching coach said, listen, you're going to throw 20 of the... Wins and losses doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they want to win. Mm -hmm. Um, The Rangers have a firm belief of if they win at this level, then when they make it to the bigs, they're going to expect to win there. And we want championship caliber players. But in the same sense, it's about development. And so, you know, where I take pride in, a lot of times is just seeing those players and they, the way they interact with families, the way they interact with kids and realize like, especially after a tough loss or something like that, or a tough game where it's like some guys would just brush off signing that autograph, but then they're like, no, you know what? I'm still going to, we have a saying around the office, you know, uh, Lou Gehrig said it, you know? It's someone's first game or someone's last game. I want to make it the most memorable game possible. Mm. And so from a fan standpoint, they want to make that game most memorable possible. And so as much as fans get upset, ultimately they blame us as a front office for that player not signing the autograph. But that's going to ki- – the things that people aren't going to remember is the win law. I could ask – I I'd probably a hundred fans that came last year to a certain game and give them a specific date and say did what was the score did we win or lose right. I'd say probably 5 to 10 percent would actually know the other 95 to 90 percent they're not gonna remember that what they're gonna remember is the memories they're gonna remember their son or daughter running the field after the game chasing Conrad catching that foul ball players signing an autograph, things of that nature. They're gonna remember the fireworks show, stuff of that nature, the ways that we can last and make lasting impressions and be be an outlet. Um, we, we can be a nine inning vacation to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's such a great outlook um, on the game of baseball in general and how it. it's such a family game, you know, it's such an interactive game. It's a game where like, You can kind of have a conversation during the middle of it, you know, with what's going on in your life and how things are going or dad's talking to their kids or mom's talking to their kids. um, Because there is, you know, that time, but you're still there enjoying it. I mean, it's a great experience in a game. So um, this is in the car with. So let's talk a little bit about this vehicle. Yeah. This is a GMC Sierra 1500 Elevation Series. Um, what do you think about it? You kind of just jumped in it. You said you're a truck guy, you like trucks. I do.
1: I mean, it's smooth driving. Like, honestly, like, for me, I wish I had some running boards. That's my only complaint. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, from that standpoint, it's that big step up. So, you know, if my wife was joining me in the car, she'd be a little upset because she couldn't quite just get in. But, you know, uh, it's it's real comfortable, real roomy, um, you know. It's a four door this one and the back seat is super spacious like honestly like just looking at it back there But even in the tailgate like you don't feel like it's this massive vehicle, but there's plenty of spacious room uh, So it's super comfortable
0: Yeah, yeah, so I actually noticed the back seat as well when I was getting some stuff out of there earlier. This is actually so, I did not know if you know this, but GM has a 2.7 liter high output uh, turbo engine. It's four cylinders, and I know for most truck people, you say four cylinders, like. (laughs) Yeah, but I I don't want to drive a, I don't want to drive, you know, like a a little uh, go-kart. Exactly. I want to drive a truck, like give me eight cylinders. Has, uh, I think it's the same amount of torque or a little bit more torque than the 5.3 um so uh you can look it up online if you're interested in it this is the gmc sierra 1500 elevation series at everett call us uh our sales folks would love to talk to you about it but yeah this is a great truck absolutely all right so with everyone we play a little bit of trivia okay so today you're the manager of the hickory crawdads general manager of the hickory I wanted to ask you about which is located in North Carolina, obviously. Yep. I wanted to ask you about another thing that was located in North Carolina that has to deal with crawdads. Okay. And it's a movie that came out called uh, "Where the Crawdads Sing,"
1: based on a book, I believe, if my research was correct. Yeah, okay. yeah,
0: based on a book, based on a book. All right. So the first question: I, Did you see the movie first of all?
1: I have not seen the movie. Do no. you have
0: any daughters that? I've
1: got a, a six-year-old daughter. So
0: she, okay, so she probably wouldn't be. Yeah, I think not this quite was, was much more like. Uh, Teenagers. Yeah. Okay. So your wife didn't make you go see it? No, she like did it? not. Okay. No, okay. Right,
1: I did right. not go with her. <laughs> okay.
0: So uh, the first question I had was, who wrote and performed the original song Carolina for the movie? Was it A, Taylor Swift, B, James Taylor, or C, Eric Church? Local guy as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, you, you know, right up the road. Call. And I want to s- I feel like I should go Eric Church because he's become, even though he went to App, he has become a huge Carolina fan. So I feel like it would go hand in hand, but because kind of the girl kind of, I'm gonna go A Taylor Swift. A Taylor
0: Swift, that is correct. Whoa. That is correct. That was a tricky <laughs> yeah, one.
1: Was, well, you know, they're all at James
0: Taylor, you yeah. know, Carolina, so. Yep. Um, all right, number two, true or false, where the crawdads sing, as a story set in North Carolina. I'm going true because of your interest. I, yeah, I did. I, I kind of gave you the answer. You gave me <laughs> a little hint on yeah, it, you yeah. okay, Have You was... seen if I was paying attention. <laughs> exactly, that's what I was I doing. passed, so. All right, so number three. Uh, the movie was produced by A, Drew Barrymore, B, Reese Witherspoon, or C, Taylor Swift. I'm going B, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon, that Ooh. is correct. That is correct. All right, and the last one, number four. Do crawdads actually sing? No, no, they do not. I'm, go, I'm going no. No, that is that is true. They
1: chirp, you know. Yeah. Or they're, no, they it's a fish. I don't know if they even, you know. chirp. Yeah, I even they chirp. I, it's, I don't even exactly. think they chirp. Exactly, it's a crustacean.
0: Do you have any players on your
1: team that sing? Like, are there secret talents? I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I'm excited. It, you know, players get in usually. So we start April six, uh, home opener at LP France. Um, a lot of the guys get in on that Monday. So it's always interesting, and that's what's neat. Also, is seeing that development. The shy people that come in day one to where they finish on day two, and just there or day hundred and fifty five that they're actually in hickory and just how much they develop their personal skills and how much they start talking and opening up Uh, so there's always some that do you know we had some that did and they were always like hey if you're in a bind and you always think they're joking but then they actually start singing and you're like oh my gosh yes if we're ever in a bind you are singing the national anthem (laughs) and it's pretty cool to see Have you ever had a player sing the national anthem? (sighs) Not that I can remember. A lot of times I'm in either the parking lot. To be honest, I'm either in the parking lot or the ticket office somewhere at that time. And so I haven't it's something i need to do a better job paying more attention <laughs> uh, you know relying on our staff for that stuff but um i don't believe so obviously our official score is our go-to um you know backup if someone bails on us or late then he sings it mark parker he's a phenomenal he's a um, he does music for a bunch of local churches and stuff like that so he's our go-to uh, last year our on field um Emily Mitchell, she was our backup also because she was like Broadway and different things and did a phenomenal job for us. So we had a couple, uh, but I don't think I've ever seen a player actually do it. Okay, all right. Um, Well,
0: you know, you talked earlier about uh, being, uh, how you like the crawdads and the players being heavily involved in the community. You yourself are heavily involved in the community. I mean, we had a laundry list of things that we listed at the top of the intro and in 2016, correct your name to the top 40 under 40 um, in Hickory what do you what do you love about this town
1: yeah you know it it's become a home you know so you come out of college you're like oh yeah this is just gonna be a stepping stone for us but you come here and you just become engulfed you become part of the family so I think a lot of it was looking at the future of what at the time it was hey As I'm starting to settle down, you know, I met my wife here. Um, We had our kids here. But as we're starting to settle down, it's like, hey, is this an area that we could see ourselves growing our family? Is this an area where we want to be a part of? And to be able to put our stamp on the community and to be a part of it, um, I view it as the community's done so much for the organization and not even the organization, but me personally. Um, A lot of the networking and relationships I've built has come from the chamber, various areas, and just been able to grow as an individual um, as well as the organization. So let's give back. And so if you're going to be a part of something you got to put your money where your mouth is, um, is the way I say it, you know, and so we have a strong emphasis as our staff about being involved in community boards, um, taking part in different various activities, and so to give back to a community that's given us so much, it's the least that we can do, and that's why in the off season, in season it's obviously a little tougher because of the strenuous schedule and things of that nature, But especially in the off season it's a high priority it's year round high priority of saying hey what can we do to be a part of and, and do as much as we can for everyone
0: yeah and i would say i mean for someone that's new to the area great job i mean my, <laughs> my wife and i like we we really like it here we walked down we walk around downtown we went downtown a couple weekends ago when it was beautiful outside and that park was like slammed
1: it, it, and that's, you what's know be cool. and it's
0: like man like this this is just a really cool like, it seems like there's a lot of young families that are here. Um, you're, you know, how people say you're an hour away from everything or whatever. But, like, it's a really just, like, great town to be in. Great restaurants.
1: Um, good it places is. to go. Just hang out. There's so much. And I think a lot of that started, and I think that was that big emphasis when the bond referendum passed. And so really kind of when we were starting and look and getting serious, like, me personally of saying, hey, you know, Hickory's where I want to be you know, as I continue to evolve in my career and stuff like that, it was simply looking at that bond referendum and saying, hey, look what the future's bringing. Like, yeah, you know, we don't know, and it's taken years to put it together, but it's finally coming there. And now you can see the stuff almost finished up You know, our side of town is gonna, I tell you, in five years, you're not gonna recognize Clement Boulevard to what it is. Mm -hmm. It's just gonna be booming from different stuff. And it's just cool to be a part of that and to be a foundation of it. You know, Aviation Walk is literally gonna walk right in front of the ballpark. And so we're gonna be a strict part of Aviation Walk. And that was a principle of the cities and a mission of the cities to say, hey, how do we connect the crawdads to downtown, to LR, to these various areas and bring everything together. So I uh, can't wait to be a part and, and be a final foundation of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool to, to, I'm excited to see what that's going to end up
0: looking like. So um, let's talk about uh, songs. So you can't get in a car, every road trip, you got to have a good playlist, yeah. right? What is like one of your favorite like songs you know to maybe either to listen to in a car or just to listen to we call this segment auto-tune
1: auto-tune so obviously athlete growing up wrestler pump up song was eye of the tiger um okay. growing up and stuff of that nature and so now it's fun you know as you say auto-tunes you can you hook your phone up and you can play anything so a lot of times it's kids choice and we rotate and like one my son, Grace Grayson my son pick then Sophia my daughter picks Then Lydia, my wife, picks, and then I pick. And so we kind of go, and we all have our own different music taste, and it's pretty unique. Mike's pretty country, and it drives my wife crazy because she really can't stand country. But um, I'm pretty big, a huge Luke Combs fan. And so almost anything by Luke Combs, a lot of times I just put on a Luke Combs mix and just play that the entire time. All right, so did you pick out a song for us today? I didn't pick out a specific one. I had Luke Combs, but, um, you know, from that of... I'm trying to think if anything specific with him. I just say Luke Combs, honestly. You know, you want me to play one? Play one, yeah. All right, Right. play it on. Play Luke Combs.
0: Oh, he's using Siri. Are you? Are you a Siri Tech I am. Hey, here's Luke Combs on Apple Music. I mean, if you got her, why not use her? This is this is trouble, isn't it? It its absolutely. absolutely.
1: And you know, Luke Holmes obviously went App State right up the road and stuff like that. App State's coming here to Hickory, North Carolina. Gonna be a huge foundation right up the road for us. We actually are doing two App State nights out at the ballpark. Our first one in April, we're giving away a UCF. A Yosef, I better get that correct, Yosef bobblehead to the first thousand fans. And then later on uh, in the season, we're giving away a co-branded App State Hickory Crawdads hat um, to the first thousand fans. So just really building on that partnership um, as App State brings that Hickory campus. I mean, we're so unique here between App State, Lenore Rhine, CVCC, CCC and TI, we're a huge hub for this, um, you know, education system, and it's awesome to see. Yeah, that's awesome. So be on the lookout for those dates
0: if Absolutely. you're an App State fan. Um, so looking forward, uh, kind of what are your your goals,
1: aspirations for, for the Crawdads? What are you looking forward to this year? You know, obviously just looking forward to welcoming all of our fans back and having a great time, uh, you know, just, Enhancement. This year, we've heard for the longest time that people want to see more and more giveaways, more and more bobbleheads. So we brought that this year. And so that's the biggest thing. Like when I took over, uh, you know, was asked by Hickory Daily Record what was going to be the biggest change, in, you know, that I could take from previous, and not saying we didn't before, but the biggest thing was, hey, we're gonna take risks. We're gonna try different things. Some of them are gonna work, some are not, but we're gonna learn from it. Yeah. We're doing a Star Wars night on May the 4th. We're doing specialty Star Wars jerseys, and so we're gonna auction them off after the game, and we'll go to a local that's charity. Awesome. So special Star Wars jersey. So we've really upped that game. Hickory Dickory Docks is another one, and so that's yeah. an alternate identity. Okay. Previously, we've been the Hickory Couch Potatoes. So it's just a spin off on this area. And everyone knows the nursery. I'm Hickory Dickory Doc, the mouse ran up the clock. So we came up with our art designer and came up with a custom design logo. And so we'll be the Hickory Dickory Docs for three games in August um oh, wow, we're giving really away cool. a toothbrush holder on one of those so just little things like that you know i I'd say the biggest thing and goal for our staff is to come up with as close to 66 perfect nights as we can and just okay. make every night a memory for a fan whatever it is that we do whether it be if a kid didn't get a foul ball you find a baseball and give it to them let's make a memory for 66 nights all season long and uh, just be a be a be a part of the community and give back and do whatever we can. And the rest kind of makes itself. Like if you do those little things, you're gonna get return customers. It's like you guys, if you guys take care of someone who needs a new car or a used car, then the next time that they need that car, they're gonna come back. Cause they're like, hey, it was that customer service experience. We're never gonna lead our league in attendance. you know. Our ballpark can only sit so many people when some of these other high A ballparks sit six to 8,000 fans. Ours can only do 4,000 fans. So we're never gonna lead our league in attendance, but the one thing I try and take great pride in and our goal and emphasis every year, how can we give exceptional customer service? Let's lead the league in, exception, in, in customer service and give people that memory. and makes them want to come back, want to be a baseball fan, or just fall in love with the game all over again. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Douglas, thank you for being on the podcast. Anything else
0: you'd like to say or talk about? No, we just
1: look forward to seeing you. You know, one game, five games, 66 games, whatever it is this year, come on out. While you're out at the ballpark, before you come in, Check out all your Everett Chevy cars. They'll be out in the parking lot every night and it'll be rotating throughout the season. So check out the Everett Chevy cars. Buy yourself an Everett. Enjoy it. Uh, but thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, we'll see you next time.
0: .com.